conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. Hey, Emmanuel, what are you doing in this episode? Did I forget a meeting? Hey, Will. No, we don't have a meeting, but I love tuning into the recording, so I figured I'd hop in. Oh, awesome. Well, hey, since I got you here, do you mind sharing some stuff about Jetstream? Ever since our episode on Slick Talk, we get tons of questions about you and, of course, Jetstream. Of course. I'd love to share. Anything specific? Well, I keep getting asked, what's the difference between Jetstream and any other service or tech in the vacation rental industry? My simple answer is that Jetstream isn't just the tech you need, but it's the people too. Am I close? The short answer is yes. You see, maybe you're a short-term rental operator or a realtor or an investor. If you have an interest in short-term rentals and hospitality, you're looking for the most efficient way to either enter the industry or streamline your operations. You've got two options. Option one, the hard one. You find a PMS, hire staff, learn the tools, figure out OTA distribution, train yourself, train your teams, price your product, deal with customers, and you do everything yourself. Option two, partner with Jetstream. Jetstream is a complete solution that maximizes your revenue in the short-term rental industry without increasing your fixed costs. Jetstream handles everything. So I don't need to sign up for vacation rental software or worry about distribution headaches. And what about branding? What if operators love their brand and name? Do they have to give that up in order to be powered by Jetstream? Absolutely not. Jetstream does all of this white labeled under your brand name. Everything. You focus on delivering on-site guest delight and growing your inventory. Jetstream handles the rest. And to make it even easier for your listeners and anyone else who stumbles across this podcast, anyone who mentions code SLICKTALK50 will receive 50% off the first three months. All right. Coming in big with the 50% off for our listeners. Well, hey, Emmanuel, I just want to say thank you so much for shedding some light on the power of Jetstream and being such a great industry partner. I do have to get back to this episode, though, but let's get together soon for another virtual happy hour. First round's on me. Sounds good, Will. See you soon. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My beautiful Michaels, how are we doing today? Hello. Would it be less confusing with a singular will with a single L than, uh, than last week? But that was yeah. fun. <laughs> I, there's a couple of times I tried to interrupt and be like, wait, let's talk about the other will. We have a guest. You know, I'm not that important today. Um, oh, but no. Wipeout winner. Wipeout winner. I love that. That was, that was a highlight of my week. <laughs> I was like, man, I, had, I interviewed someone from Wipeout. You watched it afterwards or you, you're, 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 I still have to do it. I want to still want to watch it oh, on I've, YouTube. I've see seen it. it. Yeah, I've, I've known that for years <laughs> and uh, I try to tell everybody I know. 
so epic well um a lot of exciting stuff this week happened um i, I you know week three in mexico for me got to enjoy a beautiful walk out my favorite neighborhood to get a cup of joe to come talk to you young amazing fellows so how's everybody doing else uh or how's everybody else doing on the call yeah there we go doing good got some, got some yard work done this weekend lots of lots of pollen still but the yard's taking shape heck yeah every guy's every guy's uh dream and passion is a good yard you know i hate you how are you ross so you got green hands now. No, I'm good. We had a good weekend. It's 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 a bit busy time for the company. Exciting things going to happen. So decided uh, to took a bit uh, some rest in the weekend and uh, full uh, full speed again uh, since this morning as it's now three o'clock in here. I love it. Is Amazon appointing you CEO of travel subscription? <laughs> no, I did what they asked me, but I said no. Well, it's yeah. funny. There were some other companies approached me in the last week to come to, to become their CEO, but. Oh, must be nice must be nice to be that that wanted um uh, just kidding uh well we got fun stuff to dive into so going uh into the topic of uh loyalty a couple uh other things uh, we're going to cover some different segments so the michaels are switching uh unless you guys don't want to switch but no, we like switch okay yeah Ross. we like switching Perfect. So Ross is going to cover what's with the noise, and then we'll have Golden with start of the week. Here we go. I feel so much pressure. The first I'm Angela, I'm actually like getting nervous for the episode because you nervous. What with the noise is the best part of the is the best is, part of the it show. It is the best segment week in and week I out. I feel so much yeah. pressure. I just I had a really bad uh, bad night. I was like, Our email, my email, my inbox is literally just, "Can we get more what's with the noise, please?" That's all I get back and forth. Yeah. My my LinkedIn's blown up. It's crazy. It makes sense. Yeah. But a complete separate show, even is, is I think requested by so Maybe many I'll people. Maybe out. Yeah, <laughs> we all, the band, the band breaks up, and we all start our own shows. <laughs> on the segments, too good, too good. All right, well, let's do this one. I'm excited. So here we go. Hi, Grandma. Good to see you. Okay, I have to start the same like like other Michael does. Um, yeah, it was actually nice to take this take this topic once, even though I feel huge pressure on me because, uh, as we just shared, it's I think the most popular segment of the show. Um, there's some exciting news. Um, AirDNA is sold. Um, the private equity firm Alpine acquired AirDNA. Um, details are not there. I tried to find some information. I guess the expectations probably will be around 70, 90 million if you look at the acquisition price if somebody knows more information feel free to share that's a bit of expectation uh, what is impressive the founders actually never raised money which means they're free founders um actually so they can share a quite nice amount with three of them um so well done guys of rdne and rdna and sees actually that the data is getting really popular you see that they actually follow the data is the new follow the money you saw that of course ota insight um actually they acquired the company you see now of course this so a nice transaction, which is done by acquiring RDNA. So guys, well done. And indeed, let's see what's going to happen more in the space of, uh, of data. There's many startups out there that are clamoring for investment. And last week, 
There is another one that landed a big round, our startup of the week. And my good friend, Phil Kennard from Future Stay has announced $11 million of funding to build the short-term rental tech platform built to professionalize the small operators, those single hosts uh, that manage one to 10 properties. Well done, Phil and team over at Future Stay. And congrats on being the startup of the week. Amazing. Phil, killing it. Future Stay. Uh, how many more companies do you think we're going to see this happen with? They, you know, I think we're going to see what? How many a week do you think? Investments? Funding. funding. Let's, let's say both. Let's, tr- let's split them up. You know, we've got funding and then we have acquisition. So how many a week do you think we'll find, you know, within the next quarter? I'll say Q2. investments you see. I would say around two, two per week in the travel space. Just a bit, if you look a bit now what's happening, to, like normal rounds, a bit to say one million plus. I would say maybe two, two per week, let's say. Acquisitions. I think, I think that's a fair. I'll, I'll say a half of one per week. <laughs> so, tons of seed one, rounds. One every other week. <laughs> and, and then an acquisition, one a month. One a month. I think, I think we're so? going to see a lot more acquisitions, which is more than we've seen in the past. Um, True. You know, just this happen month. Some, yeah. Just this month, we've had two. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it some of it's a bit cyclical. You don't see a whole lot of acquisitions being done. Um, you know, in certain times of the year, just the ebbs and flows of business. So, mm-hmm. um, you know. These acquisitions were probably bowed up and 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 done right at the beginning of the year and yeah, you know, getting everything ready for announcements. I think we'll probably see that. Um, and a lot of people wait until right before big industry events to announce things too. So there's no no big industry events that I know of in April. Ah, I guess there's VRMA, but it's not a big one. Um, there's a couple in Europe in May. We mm-hmm. might see a little announcements. Uh, you know, our, our guest, Will Perry from Altito, they sound like they're clamoring to buy some more companies. So I'd expect to see a few more acquisitions from them, uh, if no one else. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a fair bet. I just, I think it's uh, it's really fun to watch. And so seeing all these companies like meeting Phil and uh, the team at uh, VRMA last year, and then now seeing this announcement, it's like, all right, like how many more people are going to be doing that? You know, it's cool. It's cool to see. Um, what was the FM going to be acquired this year already? No, we're going to be acquiring. So get ready. We're, oh. we're about to start. We're about, you know, wow. going big, big dogs over here. Just kidding. <laughs> Michael, uh, do you want to be CEO? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're no, it's not, not I've, I've dabbled and golden knows this. I dabbled with talking about possibly doing investment, but you know, uh, I think I got some different ideas after some good conversations. So I'm learning, learning to listen from the, the pros who've done it and, you know, got the, the pros and cons from it. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, enough about me, enough about me. Enough. What's our overall topic of the day? Oh, you have your own show anyway. So it should be more about me and Michael because you've got your own. Yeah. That's well, true. my other show is about the guests. You know, it's always about the guests. I don't. No one cares about me. It's just about. It's, about it's, the it's slick in the name. Talk, yeah. It's like they called it. It's like it's going to change your name. Then come on, it's change my name. It's just like the will talk. The yeah, will talk. No. Will talks. 
Slicker talks to others. <laughs> others talk to Slicker. And it's not about me. Yes. It's <laughs> not subtitles. Um, no, for real, what's the topic of the day? Like I'm I'm like I'm I'm putting it into your guys' hands here because I think we've tossed a couple ideas, not hundred percent sure. Um, yeah, it, bolt on technology and and how tech stacks are getting too complicated. Mm. Uh, Focuswire put out a, a good article um, over the weekend. I'm pulling it up. Are you beating me to it? Well, I was gonna say I got the the, the headline right here. Yeah, so go modular or go home, and, and it's it's a topic I, I actually did a chat for breezeway and their elevate events uh last week or two weeks ago yeah and it was a similar topic where you've got tons of technology technology that can solve virtually every pain point in your business the problem is how it works with your business yeah and Focuswire did a, a nice little piece of how tech companies have to build modularly. So bolting on to the existing tech stack is the right way to go. But the challenge is that there's so many PMSs, there's so many vendors, there's so many integrations that you could have an integration army of thousands of engineers and you could not get every integration done, uh, plain and simple. And so I think the industry has to either consolidate or it has to get better at either having middleware or some sort of uh, common language that everyone uses to, to make it more attractive for the end customer. Because at the end of the day, I personally hate uh, technology in general. <laughs> I, I hate having 10 different logins and having yeah. to put pieces of data in this, this, and that. And if it doesn't all just talk to one another, it's more trouble than it's worth. And, uh, you know, FocusWire nailed it that if you can't be modular, then go home. Like, just wrap it up, call it a day. Well, it's the standard, and we had it in a previous episode. It, well, with the bedroom, of course, we connect to many channel managers, and you see how much hustle and work it is all the time the same right you got certifications and they have different standards it's it, and that's uh, well we shared before it might be some of them might do it on purpose because of course it's otherwise so easy to change your your pms or so easy to change your channel manager but also frustrating right for for companies you want to connect to you to your uh, to your tech stack or to your to your channel manager pms to make it complicated there's some good switches getting out there so i will see anything that's going to happen more that there are some specific companies going to be really strong in in connectivity only, I would say in building yeah. connectivity with General Manager PMS, and they actually deliver their API to other platforms like OTAs or whatever. So they do the maintenance because if you see how much people we have on connectivity and then maintaining these connections and we're doing this, there will be there are hundreds of other, I would say, booking platforms has to do the same. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. this might be, and you see a few getting doing well out there. I think more and more moving into maybe specific companies that we are specializing just connectivity. That's it, and we're just building the bridge from from channel A to channel B, etc. And that that's pretty it because the standards are are terrible. Well, I was gonna read a quote from um, Sebastian from Cloudbeds. 
so if you have to learn numerous interfaces, you'll spend most of your time on the job understanding how to use multiple systems within a fragmented tech stack. And so to me, the big key thing from that is that we're wasting time learning the tools rather than actually using the tools, which the tools are supposed to be there to help us provide guest experience and um, not to like drop the bomb early. But this Wednesday on Slick Talk, I actually have Adam Harris, who's the CEO and co-founder of CloudBeds on the show. And we talked about this um, going into the side of, you know, the travel experience is still super it's still super hectic and kind of crazy, I think, um, not just from the operator standpoint, but from the traveler standpoint, you know, you like you have to book a plane, book a hotel or an Airbnb or <clears throat> rental or whatever. And then you have your Uber uh, or Lyft or whatever. This whole seamless process or this process should be seamless in the sense of your Uber should be ready for you when you get there off the plane. Your Uber driver should know what hotel you're going to. The itinerary of travel, I think, is super fragmented as well. Um, but then the operating standpoint, you know, common theme through every short term rental property manager or host or whatever uh, we talk to is constantly the I have 10, like Michael Golden said, you know, got 10 different logins with 10 different passwords. And just to do a simple task to help uh, accommodate a guest with an early check in or to provide extra linen or some kind of service. Right. You have to go through all these all these channels. And so is how do we I think. Um, in our private chat, Golden, you made the comment, you know, we're still very early with the, these companies, you're right? Like these companies are still, you know, maybe four or five years old. So um, I think it's going to get to the point though. we're going to have to start collaborating yeah, I, more as a... I, I think Ross, well, both of you guys are right. Like there has to be middleware at this mm-hmm. point because consolidation is not going to happen fast enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and... The good news is there is technology to solve all of your pain points. The bad news is how does it all piece together? So mm-hmm. you really have to be careful on selecting your tech stacks to make sure they're compatible with one another. And if they aren't, you know, probably not the right time to, to leverage it. Yeah. And, you know, I can't speak to the hotel space as well as Ross could, but we're early days in vacation rental technology. The exciting part is there's a lot of really cool new technology coming out, but the challenge is folding. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, Ross, is it, I have to believe it's more uh, integrated and further along in hotels than it seemingly is in short term rentals. Is that right? Or is it still a a mess? No, it's a mess. You can see (laughs) Uh, you can, it, the difficulty you've got all those different systems and it's still you got the pms the booking engine the channel managers then you have it's you, there's not you say if you have one tool which is managing at all i don't think why it has to be so difficult because all the big channel managers are, and, and the, the travel clicks the side managers they deliver all of those mm-hmm. but they're just all different modules so say if you're in a hotel yeah you just don't want to think about okay which one i should use now and it's even the way you're distributing rates, it's also complex. And then you're looking at the way we invest a lot heavenly. If you're looking at the the the, the extranet we have built for hotels managing their supply, they their their pricing. It's really good. I would say I think the one of the best extranets out there. Also when we show them this, for example, to partners. But if you see some other platform, the weights, and maybe that's why the companies like CloudBeds we use, they're doing well because it's understandable also from user interface. But there's so mm-hmm. many tech companies out there, they're just only 
they don't understand the user interface from the from the from the user, right? And that's I think there's also if you just want to connect your PMS or channel manager, or you want to facilitate your distribution. I see some PMSs out there. You just I will be confused and imagine you're just and I know this space I will say quite okay. And if you're just a front office employee or revenue manager and you just you're completely lost, right? And then you see they all have the the, the difficulty. So. And still, then the one PMS doesn't talk to the other channel manager. This channel manager doesn't talk to this booking engine. It's just, and that's the thing is the standards. It, they're just not there, right? And you might see that they're, um, you see the big change using switches and stuff to get these things done. They're using a Derby software disco because they also, okay, we're distributing our rates to different booking platforms. We can't connect this all by ourselves because we need a, we have to probably have a, a team which is much bigger. So I think, as Michael just said, there was a few middlemans, I would just say, and I'm not a big fan of middlemans. But there's a few, I would say, good to say intermediaries to say we're just helping with connectivity. Yeah, they will all get that. They can do well. Yeah, and I was going to say, like, I remember my front desk manager days. Like, I shouldn't have had to have on my checklist um, for my front desk agents to uh, verify reservations because the channel manager sometimes would not push them through correctly or mm -hmm. because booking.com reservations were coming through differently than Expedia and, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, those, those tasks, those, those issues within the technology create more friction and, and, and pain for the operating and the guest uh, operation staff and the guests, because again, they're too busy verifying reservations that should be verified. Like if it's booked, it should come through correctly the way every reservation normally does, whether it's direct uh, or through an OTA. But no, they're spending you know, 20, 30 minutes looking down at a piece of paper, cross-referencing their uh, channel manager with their booking engine and this is this and this. And uh, it just makes no sense on on the waste of time. Uh, that, I think that's my, my biggest thing I, I notice in, in, the, in the hotel space. Yeah, and I think the the people who have been in the business a long time know what questions to ask when evaluating mm -hmm. technology the people that get hurt most by it are small companies independent operators individuals that don't understand you know if you have if you're managing a 20 unit hotel or 10 vacation rentals understanding that the pms has to talk with the home automation, you know, locks, keys, thermostats, and dynamic pricing has to fit in with the PMS. Mm -hmm. And like just those three alone, not to mention distribution and all of that, but just those three alone, if you're manually doing your pricing on 10 or 20 units, it takes up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. If you're manually sending out um, locks codes or, or what check-in instructions, yeah, exactly. It takes yeah. a lot of time. Like, and unless you've been in the industry and you know that like, these are the important steps that you have to get right and have to automate, then you could pick the wrong tech stacks. And then you know, you're wasting time learning this and then realizing all the struggles it has and then getting a new one and getting out of a contract and getting in a new contract. Mm -hmm. It, you know, I think the the people who've been in it long enough know what to look for and know exactly where their gaps are. But yeah. it's certainly a barrier to entry for, um, so, for smaller operators or independent operators. So I have a question for you guys then on that. But if you have a, another comment, Ross, go ahead. No, ask your question, Will. 
It's more or less of I was like, okay, then if the the operators that have been around for a while, right? They they understand these questions asked. They know what to look for. They know their pain points. They know their must-haves. Their things that they're willing to kind of sacrifice a little bit because they already know how to how to operate around it or something like that. They have that information. So how do tech companies or you know companies like HFM or whatever get in front of these new operators that are just joining the industry that these people have no idea about the inner circles of how certain tech platforms work how there's a endless amount of educational content out there as well um so how how do you get in front of that how do you how do you prevent that barrier to entry to be a, a a complete dumpster fire i it's probably a bit aspirational but having the ideal tech solution as a single package is, and then each of those vendors promoting that package is probably the best path. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if NoiseAware teams up with this PMS, this pricing, this home automation, this distribution, yeah. and it all works, like you, you invest a lot to make that group work seamlessly, then I think you can attract a lot of business. And then you'll see pods, right? You'll see us in this group and then the competitor in that group. And then people are just evaluating the entire stack. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is a place the industry needs to and probably should go to. Um, But you'll, you'll see it noise aware. We're not out there partnering with everybody. It's not a strategy of ours. There's other, you know, one of our competitors every week, oh, new, new announcement, right? But having deep, real rooted partnerships are way more fruitful than surface level press releases. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, no, I agree there. I think, no, I fully agree there. I think you will see a few companies, okay, we're just integrating, we're taking care of all the... Uh, the difficult work we integrating several services and just you take one solution and that's it that's the one contracting party and what they do they're just contracting like different vendors indeed what, what michael said with even though it's a noise noise aware or a revenue management system or pms or whatever he's like i have one party which is actually this is my point of contact in case there's something and they're taking care of all the integration maintaining the integration and everything and that's I think that will be go this direction. I hope so, because connecting and maintaining also relationships and indeed what you just said, logins with other different suppliers, you will make yourself crazy. So, And at, well, we, to choose the right party, we just discussed as well. I think a few weeks ago, we had a startup, it was at Exportech, I think a new company. It's okay, you can just actually make some searches. Mm-hmm. You can compare actually tech stacks. I do believe it's like, it's two ways, right? And I think it's like, or some OTA just love to do it. I want to build everything by myself because it's kind of his passion and it will be huge, but I don't know why you want to do it in my opinion, but that might be people say, I just like to pick it all by myself. Some people just want to build their house and do everything by themselves. They just love this part, right? It's okay, I will take care of it. I want to pick self, uh, I want to pick everything. And the industry is okay, I will take an architect and they take every, they take care of everything. Mm-hmm. I think that will be the approach. I think you will have two groups. Uh, I think especially for the whole, tech stack eventually indeed what, what michael said you'll have one company of course you with a few out there uh, some of them also sponsoring our show but you got some companies okay we're integrating as much services as possible we maintain the relationship and you have a complete solution and you can focus on if you're hospitality you can focus on your business which is just delivering a guest experience right and not yeah. spending your 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 precious time on 
comparing and just searching for text text and have stress if things are not working. No, you want to have it done and focus on your on your guest experience. Yeah, it takes a lot of time evaluating a single vendor, much less, you know, that eight that you need to to best automate or or mm -hmm. operationalize your business. And I mean, if you're if you need to select eight pieces of technology, you're probably looking at at least three from each segment. That's 24. You're probably doing two calls each. That's 48 hours uh, of just talking with them, not not even talking with your team and understanding what they prefer. And um, you know, it's weeks worth of work evaluating tech stacks. Yeah. And to Ross's mm -hmm. point, you know, focus on the guest experience and work with vendors that work well with one another it uh it's easier said than done but yeah. it, it you know back to bring it full circle tech companies need to be modular they need to be plug and play and they need to be open about which companies they work well with to help the buyer evaluate the right thing you know we're, we're mm -hmm. looking at a piece of tech right now and we got a quote and it's missing one of the parts that we have to have. And so we're a little, you know, on the fence of, does this make sense? Mm -hmm. um, what are they holding back for? You know, it's, it's just be open, be transparent, put it out there. Um, and everyone appreciates that. Yeah. Well, that, that just goes to anyone who's listening as well, but, you know, ask that question instead of asking about the tools and features, like who do you work well with? What's, What's what's the extra perks that I can add on to this um, instead of just, you know, looking at one solution? I think, you know, <clears throat> if, you know, we got all of the, the Slick Talk sponsors or even just the sponsors from GMH to all become the package short term rental, you know, tech stack, how how um, how uh, how would the industry respond in the sense of operators? Right. So it'd be pretty interesting to see. You know, getting the quote unquote, and we've talked about this in the past, the Avengers together um, of technology, that would be pretty interesting to see. So I, I'm, I'm curious uh, and maybe we can find out how many like tech funder, how many funders and, and uh, just say an application rental property has or and the same like compared with the hotel. I'm pretty curious, but you've got so many, so many licenses, and so many agreements and that, mm -hmm. that's tough, right? So I'm pretty curious if we can find out, it would be nice to discuss and if you have indeed what Michael said, eight or nine, which do you really need? Or do you need more or do you need less, right? And or yeah. how can you consolidate them? Because maybe indeed it, it does make sense. And... Yeah, that'd be a good question. Good information to find out. So this is a good conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how, you know, we, we've made a lot of predictions every year uh, out of the almost two years that we're, you know, we're into year two. So we've done a lot of predictions on the, on the show. A lot of them have come true. Uh, and so maybe this is a good one to watch and, and take note of. Um, but other than that, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's probably, probably good, uh, probably a good thing to keep note of. So anyways, uh, good seeing you guys again this week and I'll see you all again next Monday.